Hello, and welcome to Atari Bytes, the show where we take a bite out of the story within a classic Atari 2600 game and see if that story bites us back. My name is Bill. This is episode 109. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Hope all is well for you. I am recording at half capacity today. My com- my computer's fine. Games are fine. I have a terrible cough and respiratory thing going on. As I edit this episode later, I will probably be editing out a lot of coughing and, uh, you know, mucus-related events. But, you know, the show must go on. So here I am, making the show go on. Let's see. This week in news, not a lot of news. The X-Files is off, was off last week, uh, has been off for two weeks now as you're hearing this episode due to the Olympics which, uh, as an American, we won't talk much about because, as I record this, the Americans, not doing so great. I think there's been a couple notable exceptions, but overall, yeah, not doing so hot. Apparently, it's too darn cold and windy for us uh, American types. So, you know, here's hoping things pick up later on. USA! USA! Unless you're from Canada or some other countries listening to this, first of all, welcome. And uh, secondly, just go ahead and, and take that clip that I just said, USA! USA! And uh, edit the uh, edit in the country of your choice. Let's see. Let's do a Mad Mike Hughes update. This will be quick. I don't have anything to say about Mad Mike Hughes today. Granted, you're hearing this a week after I'm recording it. But as of right now, things are pretty quiet. If you recall, in my last update, he had posted something a few days after the failed February 3rd launch. Saying that the uh, actuator or something on his uh, rocket had failed. Uh, of course, he made a homemade rocket with the uh, intent of launching it into, he says, into space with him aboard so that he can take photos of the Earth and prove that the Earth is flat. He's been trying to do this since November. He's had various setbacks, inc- including uh, permit issues and uh, mechanical issues. Uh, he got hooked up with some flat Earth groups to help fund this project. He uh, got, a, uh, I think, an Internet-based network to record it and air it, so to speak, uh, on the internet. And it was supposed to happen somewhere in Nevada, like February 3rd, and uh, it didn't happen. So, no new announcement. I think what he said last was that he was going to keep the uh, launch next launch date secret until just before it happens. I think he's getting annoyed with probably people like me making fun of him. But, uh, as I say, as of right now, he has not posted anything on his Facebook page since February 6th. And I have not, you know, the maps at my kid's school haven't been uh, revised to reflect a a flat Earth. The the teacher hasn't gotten out a a big hammer to flatten the globe in the classroom or anything. So, uh, as of right now, you are safe to travel. Just uh, keep your eyes open for dragons at the edge of the Earth. Uh, That's all I can say. So, uh, as things develop, we, of course, will keep you posted. And that's about it for news this week. So, uh, let's get on to this week's game. This week's game is Boxing, from our favorite game company, Activision. This is a 1980 game. The rules of boxing are pretty simple. The manual tells us uh, on the cover, most people have fun with Activision video game cartridges as soon as they plug them in and start playing. So go ahead! Exclamation point. Use your joystick controllers and when you're ready to learn a few boxing tricks, read the simple instructions. Okay, shake hands and come out swinging. Oh man, am I ready for this. Pretty straightforward. Uh, we're plugging in. We're using the joystick as we've already alluded to. Game one is you against the Activision computer. You're the one in white. He's the one in black. 
Game 2 has you against another player. Uh, joystick controller, the left joystick controller uh, controls the boxer in white. Uh, the right joystick controllers boxer the boxer in black. Hold the joystick controller with the red button at the upper left. Push the button to punch. Hold down for combination punching. That's one problem I have with this game. Uh, you don't perceptively, perceptive, perceptively, perceptively, whatever, have the ability to choose what kind of punch you're throwing. You're just kind of pushing the button and throwing a punch. Um, but I guess maybe if you hold the button down, it's a little different somehow. I don't know. Press the game to, uh, the game reset to start each two-minute round. Scoring is based on long jabs are worth one point. Close power punches get you two points, and you get 100 points for a KO. It's tough, but you can do it. Best score at the end of the match is the winner. On the Sears Telegame video arcade system, the difficulty switches are called skill left at the f or right player, and A up is expert, and B down is novice. I have a VCS now. I did at one point as a kid have the uh, Sears Telegames because basically as a kid, pretty much everything I had was Sears something or other. My dad was a Sears store manager for, uh, I don't know, 87 years. Uh, so yeah, we pretty much had all the things that Sears would give you. We even had like Sears bananas and, uh, you know, Sears band-aids and Sears uh, ketchup, which are all things I didn't know they sold and they didn't sell, but magically they would just appear at our house. All right, so we're told that Activision Boxing has some special features. When you get near enough to your opponent to throw a punch, press the red button. Each punch moves your opponent slightly back and away from the punch. If you move him to the ropes, he can't actually duck the next punch, and you can set up a real scoring barrage. But don't get caught on the ropes yourself. Watch your distance. If you move in too close, the computer gets tougher. But if you're too far away, you can't land scoring punches. That would be odd to play the whole round with you as far away from each other as possible. To give yourself a fighting chance, put your difficulty setting, the left one, down to B and set the computer's difficulty control, the right one, up to A. Then when you're ready for a really tough bout, take the computer on at B and see how well you do. So that's like the equivalent, I guess, of you being at full capacity and uh, you know, slipping a Mickey into uh, the computer's water bottle, you know, bribing his uh, corner man to, uh, to uh, slip him some horse tranquilizer or something. Which was pretty much the plot at some point, uh, at least one episode of every 80s uh, detective show ever would involve a plot to sabotage a boxer of some sort. I would know because I watched all of the 1980s detective shows as a kid. Do private investigators not exist anymore? Because you hardly ever see detective shows like that. You see a lot of cop shows, but you never see any like private detective shows anymore. But not really relevant to today's game. Next, we get a letter from Legendary. It doesn't say Legendary. I'm saying Legendary. Activision game designer, Bob Whitehead. You didn't hopefully hear the coughing edit that I just made. But I'm pretty sure once I'm done editing out all of my illness from this episode, the episode's going to be about four minutes long. Anyway, we're told uh, here that Bob Whitehead, as most of you probably already know, uh, is a senior member of Activision de Activision's design team began designing games for the Atari system in 1977 and worked on numerous well-known game titles. He is busy at work on new games at Activision. Bob says, I wanted boxing to be fun to play the first time you try it, but I designed some little tricks into the game that will make it more challenging the more you play. You'll find that the way to win at boxing is to hit and dance. Hit and dance, just like the pros. Draw off your opponent's jabs by making him punch while you're dancing away from him. 
His jab gives you an opening to move in and score, then dance away fast to stay in charge. When you're sparring with the computer, you'll do best by throwing long jabs, moving in for an occasional power punch, then dancing quickly out of his reach. Watch out, when he gets behind, he gets better. But hang in there if you get behind. After the first minute of each two minute bout, the computer gets a little tired and his reactions slow down. Come on strong at the end of the round and you might still catch him. By the way, I shorten the rounds to two minutes because, well, you'll see when, you'll see why when you've gone a couple of rounds. Your best strategy for winning is to jab your opponent until you move him to the ropes. Then charge in, mix it up in close, and keep your red button pressed down. You may be able to re repeat a punching combination that builds up your point of score fast. But please, be fair to newcomers. Give yourself a handicap when you're showing them boxing. We don't want you to lose your friends. Ah, uh, sweet, Bob. If you have any comments about boxing or think you'd like to enter a tournament sometime, drop me a letter at Activision, and then they give an address. I'd love to hear from you. May God bless. Bob Whitehead. Uh, as always, I invite any of you to write to Bob Whitehead now in, you know, in response to his uh, invitation in this manual and tell me what sort of response you get. And that's it. That's the whole manual right there, which is fine because you really don't need more than that to play Boxing by Activision. Now, if you'll hold on for just a second, I'm going to go make sure that my dog isn't destroying anything. Just a minute. Alright, it's all good. I'm experimenting this morning. I'm alone in the house. And usually when I go to the podcast studio to uh, record these episodes, I make the dog go to her crate to uh, stay out of trouble, basically. Because she's still, uh, she's almost two, but she's still pretty much a puppy. And uh, left on her own, uh, to her own devices, can be uh, a bad thing for the house. But I'm experimenting this morning because she was pretty uh, mellow and uh, just basically chilling out on the couch. So I've been experimenting with letting her just stay out, even though I'm not in there watching her the whole time. And so far, so good. All right. The internet tells us that uh, the game, uh, the boxing Activision game from 1980 is actually based on Boxer, an unreleased, unreleased 1978 arcade game that Whitehead's previous employer, Atari, was gonna put out. Boxer was written by Mike Albaugh, who also wrote Drag Race for Atari, a game cloned by Activision as a dragster. Boxing was reviewed by Video Magazine in its Arcade Alley col column, where it was described as demonstrating Activision's willingness to strike out boldly in new directions, and praised for keeping things from becoming needlessly complex by making automatic punch-type selections for the player. I actually think that's a drawback, but I, I can understand their point. In 2011, an extended academic version of the game called Clever Boxer was developed as a benchmark for game AI. Interesting. While the gameplay is simple, there are subtleties, such as getting an opponent on the ropes and juggling him back and forth between alternate punches. Boxing was made available on Microsoft's Game Room service for its Xbox 360 console and Windows-based PCs uh, in 2010. The video game critic says that people tend to hate or love boxing. They, however, think that this captures the spirit of the sport perfectly. It's satisfying to watch your opponent's head fly back after a hard hit to the face. Despite the simple controls, there is subtle strategy involved. You can keep your distance with jabs or go in for the kill with a ferocious combination. Close bouts are especially fun, and the intensity builds as those last few seconds tick down. Back in the 1980s, I used a piece of construction paper to cover the scores during the matches to create a sense of uncertainty. One of my friends named this clever invention the Boxing Buddy, and I've still been known to use it on occasion. If you've ever done anything like that, covered up the score in some artificial way to uh, build the suspense, let me know. 
You may have heard boxing referred to as the sweet science. So I wondered, why do they call it that? Uh, somebody else asked that question on Quora.com, to which some guy named Johnny Nguyen, who says he writes for expert boxing, been trading punches since 2004, uh, says his interpretation from his time in the sport as well as talking to older boxers is that it's called the sweet science because you have to find the perfect balance, the mythical perfect place between hitting and getting and not getting hit. Wikipedia says uh, simply that the sweet science may refer to the sport of boxing and says absolutely nothing else about it, except that there's also a uh, experimental pop band from Seattle, Washington that is called The Dead Science, which was formerly called The Sweet Science. And there's a book by A.J. Liebling called The Sweet Science. The iSport website, boxing.isport.com, says boxing is called The Sweet Science because along with being violent, barbaric, or, if you like, a beautiful and artistic display of athleticism, boxing involves a sheer display of expertise by two talented fighters. They credit coining the phrase The Sweet Science to... Pierce Egan, a British journalist and sports writer in the early 1800s, in which he often refers to boxing in his articles as sweet science of bruising, a phrase that acknowledges boxers as both methodical and tough. Although Egan's articles were really well respected, the phrase sweet science generally fell out of use until the mid-20th century when author A.J. Liebling brought it back. Liebling was a writer for The New Yorker who wrote a collection of boxing articles from 1951 to 1955. He titled his collection The Sweet Science, in homage to Pierce Egan, and published the collection as a book in 1956. In 2002, Sports Illustrated rated it the greatest sports book of all time. Uh, in the book, he covers popular boxers and bouts of the day, provides precise ob- observations throughout, uh, including Ray Robinson, Rocky Marciano, and Jake LaMotta. Shooter Ray Robinson and Shooter Ray Leonard got their nicknames from the phrase Sweet Science. So there you go. After the break, no hitting below the belt. Or above the belt. Basically, please don't hurt me. Yo, Adrian! Yo, Adrian! What is it? I can't find my socks. You're an idiot. So, I gotta be honest. I'm spoiling the review part of this episode by saying I like this game a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, Right now I'm playing on the normal setting where both uh, me and the computer are playing at guess maximum capacity. I actually find it easier to beat the computer at this level than I did when I played uh, with both of us at the uh, easier side. I don't know why that would be necessarily. Maybe I'm just better at the game. I got the computer on the ropes. It would, I like the movement of the characters. I like the top-down view, actually. Um, I kind of wish you could do defensive, like blocks, but, you know, I just, moving back works okay, too. Yeah, I'm on the ropes again. I get, I'm on the ropes. I get why it's only, I knocked him out. Woo! Alright, let's play it again. Um, I get why the rounds are only two minutes, because 
your punching thumb does get pretty tired. If that's not a metaphor for something, I don't know what is. Um, you know, it's a 1980 game. It looks pretty good for a 1980 boxing game. Um, you know, I, I got no complaints about this one. Like I said, I am pleasantly surprised. I didn't think I'd be as uh, excited about the game this week. But, you know, it's Activision. What did I expect, really? The sounds are not... Well, the sounds aren't great, right? You just get the one-punch noise. You get the little bell ringing if you knock the guy out. Um, I don't know. I guess it'd be nice maybe if there was uh, a, a bell at the start of the round, maybe. Or you had the referee counting down when the guy gets knocked out. Maybe some crowd noise. I don't know. Maybe you don't really need that stuff. I think the gameplay is there. I have not... This morning is the first time I've played this. I haven't tried playing it with another person. I imagine that would add to the fun. Um, you know, as it usually does. I'm not doing as well this round because I'm talking. Focusing more on talking uh, than punching. There we go. Now I'm ahead. Yeah. On the ropes. I don't think I'm going to get a KO this time. But I am ahead in the points. I win by technical, whatever, points thing. Woo! I'm going to Disneyland. Or whatever you say when you knock a guy out. Back to you in the studio. So here's the thing about boxing from Activision. I think I said this in the field report. I like this game a lot more than I thought it would. I'm not a boxing fan, per se, and I'm certainly not an MMA fighting fan. But I have, as I think back on my video game experience throughout my life, I have always had, whatever system it was, pretty much, I've had some sort of boxing game. Um, I didn't have this one as a kid. I don't think I really had a boxing game on the Atari as a kid. But for the NES, I had, like a lot of us did, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and I played the hell out of that. I don't think I ever progressed to the final fight. No, I take that back. I got to the final fight in Tyson's Punch-Out first because of the cheat code. I think I did eventually get there legitimately. Uh, but yeah, I played a lot of Punch-Out. We had a Wii several years ago when Wii was big, and I had a boxing game for that that was fun. I don't think I have one now. So basically what I said about having a boxing game for every system is a lie, I guess, because I didn't have one for the Atari originally, although I do now, and I don't have one for the 360 that we have now, as I think about it. So. But the ones that I've had, uh, the Wii uh, boxing game that I think was just part of the regular sports package, and then Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I really like playing those uh, for some reason, even though, like I say, I'm not particularly a boxing fan in real life. But I like this one, too, this Activision boxing, more than I expected. I thought it would be more like, well, like we did bowling last week. And it was fine, but it was nothing exciting. Uh, this one, I can see having a really good time. I had a really good time playing it on my own. I got to get Henry in here and play it with him. I think that would be really fun.
it's just a good game. I, you know, I said in the field report, I have no complaints about this game. There are things I would like to see. A little more sound effects, maybe a, a ref in there, maybe a little bit more. I guess you do kind of have control over your punches, but at the same time, not really. The, the types of punches that you're throwing. Maybe I'd like a little more control over that. But for what you get for a 1980 game, I'm happy with it. So with that, let's move on to this week's story. This week, we're thinking about the sweet science of boxing, which is why I think we need to check in with Boxing Labs, where the future is being made today, stealing blatantly from Professor uh, Bunsen Honeydew. Greetings, non-science people. My name is Professor... Uh, lab assistant Bruce whispers into the professor's ear. Right, Professor Ragin Bull Balboa. No relation that I can remember. I'm speaking to you from the International Boxing Labs, the one on 49th Street between the burned-out taco hut and the burned-out laundromat. This used to be a gym. The air is still thick with the sweat of young boxers in training. At least I'm told it is. My nasal cavities took a few too many punches back in the day. Anyway, I'm here to talk to you about the sweet science of boxing. You remember boxing, right? I mean, I don't remember my, remember my address most of the time, but I do remember the gentleman's sport of boxing. Back before mixed martial arts took over everything. At Boxing Labs, we're answering the tough questions. For example, boxers or briefs? <laughs> Seriously, though, at International Boxing Labs, we want to know how it feels to get punched. Lab assistant Bruce decks him. Anecdotal evidence suggests that it hurts. <clears throat> Spits out a tooth. We're going to do a series of experiments to prove boxing is way more sophisticated than MMA. For starters, our sport uses its full name. Boxing. Even though you don't actually put things in boxes. And you're standing on a big square with open sides, so it's not really a box. It's more like a platform. They should call it platform. Anyway, um, you know, we don't shorten the name, at least. The name that we're stuck with. We don't, like, call boxing B or something. Alright, here's the first experiment. Floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. That boxing legend, what was his name? Reggie? Or something? Anyway, he said that, right? Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. We analyzed the footwork of 49 boxers. Know what we found? Their movement is a thing of ethereal beauty. They hover just above the ring. 4.3 centimeters to be precise. MMA fighters? On average, a mere 2.9 centimeters. And then they step on your face for bothering them. Our observations have shown that boxers use a deft mixture of parrying and rolling to deflect their opponent's shots. MMA fighters have a strange propensity for grabbing each other's junk and throwing them to the ground. There are some unconfirmed data that boxers therefore have a higher sperm count. The correlation between the two factors is uncorroborated, but compelling. A boxer needs brains as well as intellect. So we put a middleweight boxer and a brown belt MMA fighter in a room and asked them this question. Then we repeated it, much, much slower. Not because they didn't understand it, but because the screams of our lab assistant as the now distracted boxer and MMA fighter punched them drowned out the questioning. Here's what we asked. If boxer A throws a left hook at 25 miles per hour, and boxer C, um, B, throws a right cross at 31 miles per hour, well, 
then we dropped the paper with the rest of the question in its spit bucket because no one was going to go in after that. Not even the lab tech. Hey, Bruce, where are you going? Man, that's the third tech this week. Anyway, our next test relies on the inherent abilities of the boxer and the MMA fighter to play through the pain. Alright, gentlemen, I've managed to smuggle through the airport security my box of pain. I must warn you, the writing on the box doesn't lie. This is going to hurt a lot. Hey, where'd they go? Yeah, I'm Bruce's replacement, Bryce. Bruce said to tell you the three of them decided to give up sports and science and take a needlepoint class at this craft store. Our intrepid scientist is crushed. Science takes a beating by society once again. Bryce is there with the appropriate question, though. Yeah, so what time is lunch? And that's our show. Thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for Creative Commons' use of his songs, Rougher Met, Pinball Spring, and Take a Chance. Show notes can be found at AtariBytes.Libson.com, along with social media links and other episodes and um, kittens and brownies and pictures of your favorite kind of car and the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Some of that I might be making up, but you'll have to go to the website to find out. Which thing? You can like the show on our Facebook page, uh, which of course is the Atari Bytes Facebook page. You can follow the show on Twitter at Atari Bytes, that's B-Y-T-E-S, or follow me personally at Carnival of Glee. And of course, we're on Instagram. We post some occasional weirdness up there as well. You can find Atari Bytes on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, all the usual places. Don't forget, though, to knock out any potential listeners with a one-two punch by telling your friends about the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Also, support the show financially on our Patreon page, if you can, or by picking up Atari Bytes. Uh, go play some old games, t-shirts, uh, and stuff at our Zazzle.com store, AB underscore pod underscore store. Links to Patreon and the Zazzle store and all of that are found in the show notes. And if you have time, please check out my other show. It's a podcast, Charlie Brown. New episodes of that show drop on the 15th of every month uh, so that you can get your Snoopy fix right here for free. How much better is can you get than free? All right, so next time on Atari Bytes, I got this game a week or two ago. Had no idea what it was. Um, plugged it in to try it out. You know, It was a new cartridge, so I wanted to make sure it worked. And I was so damn charmed by this stupid little game that it actually bumped the game I was going to play next week to put this one in there because it just made me laugh. So next week, we're playing Deadly Duck. I even like the title. The title makes me laugh. So that's what we're doing. So until next time, go play some old games. They've missed you.